the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. When Jesus says here, I will vomit you out of my mouth, or it, it, it makes me sick. I want to throw up when I see that. I don't, think, I don't think he's saying that in an angry way. I don't think he's saying, you make me sick. I think he's saying that in a brokenhearted way. Because that's his character. And that fits with the rest of the passage. I think he's brokenhearted when he sees a church that is not proclaiming his name and pointing people to him. When we read the Bible, we must note what our inflection is like when we read it. When the writers were making these letters, they wrote them with emotion. Sometimes it could be anger, somber, joy, or any other emotion you can think of. In today's message, Pastor Dan will be sharing a phrase that Jesus states about a church in the end times. At first glance, it could seem like he's mad or disappointed. But today, Pastor Dan will bring us a different perspective, and it'll help us understand Jesus better. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Revelation chapter 3 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. Jesus says here, he says to this church, you're neither cold nor hot. And he says, I wish you were either cold or hot. They were lukewarm. Now, when Jesus said to to this church in Laodicea, think about where they are and the context. When he said to this church, you're neither cold nor hot. What did the people living in Laodicea at that time think of? Well, they probably thought of the refreshing cold water right down the road in Colossae where people go that are thirsty and they get refreshed. Or maybe they thought of Hierapolis and the hot springs in Hierapolis, where people that are hurting and in pain go for healing. And then in Laodicea, it's just lukewarm. It's lukewarm water. It's neither refreshing nor healing. It's neither cold nor hot. Now, what what does this mean? What What is Jesus getting at when he describes them as lukewarm? The Laodicean church was a Christless church. They were not offering Jesus to the people that came. They were offering other things. But they were not offering Jesus to people. Jesus refreshes the soul. Jesus heals the brokenhearted. Jesus binds up the wounded and hurting. Jesus gives rest to the weary. Jesus takes our burdens. Jesus sets people free from their bondage and their addiction. Jesus comforts us in our suffering and our loneliness. Jesus satisfies the longing of our soul. 
Jesus restores the things that we've lost to sin and to our rebellion. Jesus makes us whole. Jesus makes us a new creation. If any man's in Christ, he's a new creation. The old things pass away and behold, he makes all things new. Jesus does that. And most of all, most of all, Jesus gives us forgiveness of our sins through his death on the cross. His shed blood blots out all of our sins. And through his death on the cross and his resurrection from the dead, we can have forgiveness of sins and eternal life. And we can be reconciled to God. It's all through Jesus. It's all through Jesus. Jesus is what people need. Jesus is what people need. They need Jesus. Jesus is cold water to the thirsty. Jesus is hot water to the hurting. But the church in Laodicea was not offering cold water, and they weren't offering hot water. They didn't offer Jesus to people. They didn't point people to Jesus that came through their doors. They didn't tell people about Jesus. They didn't tell people, you need Jesus. They didn't tell people Jesus is the answer that you're looking for. They didn't tell people that Jesus is the hope that they need. They weren't offering Jesus in that church. You might wonder, well, what were they offering? I don't know. But I have visited churches where they weren't offering Jesus to people. They weren't offering Jesus in this church. And look, look at Jesus' reaction. Look at his reaction in verse 16 to this church. He says, because you are lukewarm, you're not offering people cold water. You're not offering people hot water. You're not refreshing thirsty people. You're not healing broken people. Jesus says, I want to vomit you out of my mouth. Jesus says, you make me sick. You make me want to puke. Jesus said that. I'm not saying that. Jesus said that. I remember the first time I heard it, I said to my girlfriend, did Jesus really say it? He said vomit. Jesus said the word vomit. I thought Jesus only said peace be with you and also with you or something like that. <laughs> Here's what Jesus says of that church. He says, what you're doing in that church, it makes me sick to my stomach. When I see what you're doing and how, how you're gathering together as a church and my name and all of those people are coming in and they're thirsty and they're broken and they're hurting and you're just offering them lukewarm water to drink? You're not giving them cold water? You're not giving them hot water? You don't proclaim my name to them, the name that is above every name? You don't tell them about me. You don't tell them the gospel. You don't tell them about the cross. You don't tell them about the wonder-working power of my blood. It makes me sick to see. It makes me want to throw up. It makes me want to puke when I see that happening. Now, let's make it a little bit more personal because it's easy to disconnect ourselves from this and say, well, that's what's happening in that church and churches like that. But if you're a Christian, you're a Christian. You name the name of Christ. But Jesus doesn't have any meaningful place in your life every day. You don't, you don't, you don't crack a Bible throughout the week. You don't pray. You don't seek the Lord. You're not in fellowship with any other Christians. You're a lukewarm Christian. And Jesus says, that makes me sick to see. It makes me sick to my stomach to see someone who names my name, but then they don't have anything to do with me. 
And they identify with me, but they don't have anything to do with me. He says, it makes me sick. It makes me want to puke. Now, when Jesus says here, I will vomit you out of my mouth, or it, it, it makes me sick, or I want to throw up when I see that. I don't, think, I don't think he's saying that in an angry way. I don't think he's saying, you make me sick. I think he's saying that in a brokenhearted way. Because that's his character. And that fits with the rest of the passage. I think he's brokenhearted when he sees a church that is not proclaiming his name and pointing people to him because he's the answer that people are looking for. I think it breaks his heart when he sees a Christian who has nothing to do with him in their life because there's so much that he can do in that person's life and that he wants to do in that person's life, but he's not able to do in that person's life. And I think he looks at that and he says, it makes me sick to think that you are trying to limp your way through life without me when I have all these resources available to you and there's all these things I want to do to help you and heal you and restore you. It makes me sick to my stomach to know that you're trying to do this on your own and you're not looking to me. It makes me want to vomit to know that you're you're just lukewarm and I don't have a place in your life. And he goes on in verse 17. Look what it says here. Because you say, so this is what the Laodiceans said about themselves. Because you say, I am rich, have become wealthy, and have need of nothing, and do not know that you are wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. Verse 17 tells us the reason the Laodiceans were lukewarm. They said of themselves, I am rich, and I have need of nothing. They trusted in themselves. They trusted in their own riches, their own uh, money, their own wealth. They didn't need Jesus, or so they thought. We don't need him. We don't need his help. We, you know, we rebuilt our own city. We didn't need Rome's help. We don't need Jesus' help. The Laodiceans were self-sufficient and self-reliant, which isn't a bad characteristic necessarily, but but they had gotten to the place where they lost their sense of need for Jesus Christ. That they didn't need him anymore. They lost their sense of need for Jesus and they became lukewarm toward him. You know, Matthew chapter 5, verse 3, in the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said, Blessed are the poor in spirit. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Or in other words, blessed are those who recognize their own spiritual poverty. Those who are aware of the fact that they are sinners and wretches. Those who who, who know that they need Jesus Christ to help them. That they need His grace and they need His mercy every day. Those that understand that they need the blood of Jesus Christ to cover their sins because they sin every day. They fail every day. I was watching an interview with Billy Graham. It was an older interview, and they asked him, what do you think was your greatest failure in your life? And he actually looked kind of puzzled at the question and said, I fail every day. You know, that, that's a guy who is in tune with his own spiritual poverty. He says, I fail every day. I need the blood of Jesus every day. I need his mercy every day. I need his forgiveness every day. It's like the hymn, 
Um, I, I need thee, oh, I need thee. Every hour I need thee. I need Jesus. Every hour. In John chapter 15, Jesus said, Without me, you can do nothing. The Laodiceans said, We don't need nothing. We, we got our wealth, we got our riches, we, we don't need anything. And, and yet Jesus, in contrast, saying, No, 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 without me, you can do nothing. And the Laodiceans are saying, we, we don't need it. We don't need anything. Self-sufficiency, self-reliance. Pastor Dan will share the second half of today's message in just a moment. But first, he'd like to take a moment to tell you how you can receive prayer for your needs. Do you need prayer today? Every week we receive prayer requests from our listeners. If you need prayer for anything at all, we would like to pray for you right now. You can share your prayer request with us through our website, calvaryec.com. Again, that's calvaryec.com, or through our church app, or by calling us at 410-491-4592. And can I ask you to pray for us as well? Pray for the Ring of Truth radio ministry as we bring the Word of God to those who need it. Thanks, Pastor Dan, and thank you for praying. Now, let's finish today's message. And, and because of that, they became lukewarm. And not only were they self-reliant, look what it says. The Laodiceans were self-deceived. They were self-deceived. Look at verse 17. Jesus said, this is what you say about yourself. And then he says, you are. You see those two phrases there? You say and you are. <laughs> and there's a big difference between what, what the Laodiceans thought they were and what Jesus said they are. They, they said of themselves, we are rich, we have become wealthy, we have need of nothing. But Jesus says, no, 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 you're actually wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked. You're actually very needy, very, very needy. And they're so self-deceived, they don't realize how needy they are. They think they're okay, spiritually. They're okay with God. God's okay with them. And they don't realize their condition. And I, I think to me, this is probably the saddest thing about their condition is that they didn't have a clue about how bad off they were spiritually. They, they thought they were in need of nothing while they were in need of everything. They're so bankrupt spiritually and they don't know it. They're, they're blind to their own spiritual condition. And so now beginning in verse 18, Jesus gives them a cure for their condition. Jesus always gives us a cure. He always gives us the way out and the cure is always him. So first of all, he says in verse 18, the first thing they need to do is they need to realize their need for Jesus. In verse 18, he says, I counsel you. Here's my advice to you. Here's my prescription. To buy from me gold refined in the fire. The Laodiceans are used to people coming to them to buy gold from them. You know, they're the Wall Street of the world. And he says, you need to come to me and you need to buy gold from me that you may be rich and white garments, they've got their nice black expensive garments, that you may be clothed, that the shame of your nakedness may not be revealed, and you need to anoint your eyes with eye salve that you may see. You know, he says, you're poor, you're naked, and you're blind here. And he tells them what they need to do is they, they need to go to Jesus, and they need to buy from him. Stop relying on yourself is what he's saying. Stop 
relying on your own resources and your own abilities. Stop thinking that, that, that you don't need anything because you need a lot. And you need to go to Jesus and Jesus will give you spiritual riches when you come to him. In him are hid all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. He, he has treasures for us, riches for us. And Jesus covers our shame and he covers our nakedness with his righteousness. These white garments. The Bible says we are robed in his righteousness. So here Jesus is, is pointing out their flaws But then he says, you you come to me with all of those flaws and all of those issues, and I'll take care of them. You're poor, you're bankrupt spiritually, but if you come to me, I'll give you riches. You're naked and ashamed spiritually, but if you come to me, I'll robe you with my righteousness and white garments. He says here, anoint your eyes. You go to him and he'll remove your spiritual blindness that you can see your true condition. And all of this comes from Jesus. It's all, it's all going to him. Something they've never had to do before. They've never had to go to anyone else. They've never had to humble themselves. He says, you come to me. You buy from me. And I'll take care of your, your spiritual bankruptcy. I'll take care of your shame and your nakedness. And I'll open your eyes. And then he tells the Laodiceans the next thing they need to do is they need to repent. Look at verse 19. He says, As many as I love, I rebuke and chasten. Therefore, be zealous and repent. Notice in verse 19, he says, As many as I love. He loves the Laodiceans. He loves people that are lukewarm. He loves people that have uh, no place for him in their life. This word love, by the way, it's not agape. It's not talking about the unconditional love of God. It's phileo. You know what Jesus is saying here? He's, he's saying, I like you. Not just that he, and we know he loves us, but here he's saying, I like you. I'm telling you this because I like you. <laughs> he likes us. Therefore, be zealous and, and repent. To repent means to just change your mind about how you're living and then to change the way you're living. Turn away from it and turn to Jesus Christ. Turn back to him. Turn to his ways instead. And then he goes on, he says, the third thing they need to do is respond to Jesus. Respond to him, verse 20. Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come to him and dine with him and he with me. They need to respond to Jesus. Jesus is standing outside this church knocking. He wants to come in. He's knocking at the door, desiring to come into this church. He wants them to open. And look what he says in verse 20. You should underline the word anyone. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, this offer is made to anyone and everyone. Anyone who hears his voice and opens the door and invites Jesus in, he will come in and he will dine with them. He will have fellowship with them, a relationship with them. That's what that means. He wants a relationship with anyone. Anyone who opens the door and invites him in. And maybe you're here today and Jesus has been knocking on the door of your heart. Wanting to come in. If you open the door and invite him in, he will come into your life and he will have a relationship with you. That's what he desires. Because he loves you and he likes you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. But but he's not going to force his way in. I'm not going to force the door open. You have to open the door and let him in. 
And look, he goes on here in verse 21, to him who overcomes, I will grant to sit with me on my throne as I also overcame and sat down with my father on his throne. Now, tune in, wake up. He, he just promised the Laodiceans that if they overcome, if they go to him for their spiritual needs and stop relying upon themselves, if they repent, if they open the door and invite Jesus Christ in, he just promised them if they do that, if they take those steps, he just said, I will grant you to sit with me on my throne and my kingdom. He is saying this to people that make them want to puke, that make them want to throw up, that make them sick by what they're doing currently. But he says, if you overcome these things, if you deal with these things, I will grant you to sit with me on my throne and rule with me in my kingdom. You know, last week we looked at the church of Philadelphia, which was the faithful church, which was the best church of all the seven churches. And to them, Jesus promised that he would make them a pillar in the temple. They get to be a pillar in the temple. The Laodiceans, the lukewarm Christians, he offers to them a seat on his throne right next to him. That's what you call grace. He offers the greatest glory to the worst church. That's the grace of God. Grace is undeserved, unearned favor. And there is no church of the seven that deserves this less than the Laodiceans. It is the worst church of the seven, and he offers them the highest honor. That's grace. That's what he does with us. Right? It says of us, it says of you and me, that we were once enemies of God by our wicked works. It says that we were alienated from Him and far from Him, separated from Him by our sins. But now through the blood of Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection, now we've been reconciled to God. And it says, and we who are far away from God have been brought near to Him, brought near to Him. And now we are the children of God and we are the heirs of God, it says, and joint heirs with Jesus Christ. That's grace. That's why John says in his epistle, Behold what manner of love the Father has given unto us, that we, we would be called the children of God. That he would make us his children. That he would make us, people who were far from him, alienated, enemies, rebellious, and not only does he save us and forgive us, but then he adopts us and makes us his children and heirs, and he gives us an inheritance in heaven. That's grace. That's grace. That's what he does with Laodicea. And then finally, verse 22, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. If you're here today, you're a Christian, but you're a lukewarm Christian. Jesus doesn't really have a place in your daily life. Jesus invites you to repent of your lukewarmness and open the door to him. And his desire is to work in your life in a way that is exceedingly abundantly above all that you could ever think or imagine. But he's not going to force his way into your life. He's not going to take that place in your life by force. You have to open the door to him. You have to invite him in. And when you do, he will come in and he will have a relationship with you. And that's what he desires for you because he loves you and he likes you. And that's what he wants. 
You've been listening to Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. If you'd like to hear this message in the book of Revelation again, feel free to find it at calvaryec.com. Simply look under the media tab. There are a variety of messages from this series and other series as well. As you browse our website, you'll get a better understanding of the church that supports this radio ministry, Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. In fact, If you're in the area and would like to hear more of Pastor Dan's teachings in person, come join us this weekend. Our website has all the information you need as far as directions to our location and service times. We'd be so happy to connect with you and hear what you've learned from listening to Ring of Truth. If you'd rather get some information over the phone, we can do that too. Our number is 410-491-4592. That number, once again, is 410-491-4592. Please let us know how we can be praying for you as you listen to these messages from the book of Revelation. Pastor Dan will continue teaching through the book of Revelation next time, so don't miss a single edition as he explores this fascinating final book of the Bible. We're so glad you took the time to tune in to today's message, and we hope you'll continue to be a part of our listening audience. We'll catch you next time, right here on Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice, and it only takes General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.